this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. AI or artificial intelligence. I'm sure you've heard about this in some way, shape or form, whether it's in the news, it's in your social media feed. It's everywhere right now. It's almost unavoidable to not hear about this. And the question many people are asking themselves right now, other than all the very important ethical questions that come along with using something like AI is how do we use this? Is it going to make my life easier somehow? Like what is the point of this technology? Which naturally leads into the question, could this be helping me with my finances? Natalie asked me this question and many other more in our weekly segment that we do over on NBCLX. Chris, artificial intelligence has been in the news a lot lately. We've been covering it here on Current, and now we're learning that there is a chance that it could actually be moving into the world of personal finance. I have to ask you how you feel about that. You know, I I don't know how I feel yet. It's The, the technology is so new, but it's mm-hmm. so interesting and fascinating. But I think it still has a long way to go, but there's definitely signs that it's going to keep getting more and more advanced as we keep going. So what are some things that we could see this using, people using AI? I would ask, is it a good idea to use this to get financial <laughs> advice? Well, I mean, okay, when we talk about AI, I think most people are talking about ChatGPT. It's, uh, they launched like the public-facing website uh, late last year, and it's what's called like a large language model, and it's trained on a ton of data, that, you know, books, websites, all this stuff is pulled together, and it basically uses information to find patterns to great responses to just text prompts that you put in. So it's like, it's a really cool service if you've ever used it. But the finance industry is actually starting to embrace this technology. You're seeing like, I'm sure if you go into like your bank's website, you're seeing like a chat bot there where you can, you're not talking to an actual person, but you're just talking uh, to like a, a robot essentially that knows how to respond back to you. And they're also testing more uses of AI. They've shown like they've been testing it in uh, portfolio uh, development. Uh, Morgan Stanley is using it as a, a tool for their advisors. And they use it to like basically pull data from their internal database to basically give responses to their advisors. So that way they don't have to spend, you know, an hour researching stuff in their own database. But the, the thing is, there's still problems, right? Like you can't 100% trust these, these chatbots or like uh, these chat GPT to give you 100% factual information. It's doing its best to provide you the answers you want, but it's not always going to be accurate. And that's a problem because oftentimes the answers look very convincing, but you have to still understand the information well enough to know if what it's telling you is correct or not, which can be a problem if you're not familiar with the topic at all. Even some of the uh, those testing out the Morgan Stanley um, chatbot uses they're using, I think they're using ChatGPT4. They said one of, the, one of the, the quotes was, it seems like it's hallucinating and just giving them wrong answers, but obviously they know what they're talking about, so they can be like, yeah, that's not the right answer. So I wouldn't put my financial future in the hands of, uh, of AI at this point, but it's interesting to see kind of where it's going and how they'll continue to use this technology. A lot of people using this technology, we talked about maybe it being inaccurate, but are there any benefits to maybe using this in certain circumstances? You know, some of the articles I've read about how they've tested this, and I've, I've even thrown in some, some questions into it as well. It gives solid advice. Like it gives like decent information back to you. And most of the time the answers are pretty accurate, but sometimes they do lack nuance. Like it won't, obviously it doesn't know you. It can't ask you follow-up questions. Uh, it's not like a conversation you'd have with an actual person. So sometimes information gets lost and maybe details that you don't know you need to know, mm-hmm. but there are some interesting kind of, kind of implications of this down the road. There was a 2014 study that was done that found that people felt very comfortable speaking to machines when it comes to personal information. And I think it has to do with 
our I guess feeling of being judged when it comes to our money decisions. And I think when you're you're like, oh, I'm just talking to a robot, I'm talking to AI, they're not they're not gonna judge me. They're just gonna give me an answer. You can be a little more open versus if you're talking to a person, you might be like, ah, you know, I don't want to tell them about all this money I spent on eating out last year. So I'm just gonna hide that <laughs> that fact from them. So there are some benefits like for people who maybe can't afford a financial advisor, maybe mm. they don't know how to go about finding one. If you have a tool that can you can reach out to and get answers quickly, that would be great. But I don't think it's at a place right now where I can say, yeah, type in your questions and it'll give you all the answers you want. Where do we see this going in the future? Because you just mentioned financial advisors, which I'm sure raising eyebrows that a computer could do your financial advising for you. But stranger things has happened in recent years, especially with AI. You know, I see it as more of a tool, right? Like as something to assist people to be more efficient. That's that's what you hope. You know, there's there's also a lot of pushback right now because this tech is being released onto the world, and they're like, is this ethical? It's you know, potentially plagiarizing artists out there and other other creators. So there are those downsides to it, and I think there has to be a lot of questions asked as to how this should be used. When it comes to what we're we're thinking about the future of this, I can definitely see this as a way of making people more efficient at their jobs. So that way, like, you know, I don't want it to eliminate people's work, but if it's a tool that you can say, all right, I would have normally spent an hour, you know, pulling my hair out, you know, me literally trying to find the answers <laughs> to these questions, I can go and type it in here. You know, it can basically read through the entire database, quickly respond back to me, and I can move on to something else. And maybe you can get even deeper into your work and maybe be a little more creative in how you do things versus spending a lot of time on really tedious things. And I just wanted to talk about one thing before I let you go here. We've done these stories on chat GPT and these AI programs actually scamming people out of their money when mm. it comes to talking about the financial sector, that they're using them to duplicate voices and all of those things. So should we be warned that there is also another side that is not so helpful? Oh, yeah. Like, if there's ever any, any piece of tech that comes out that has, like, these positive benefits, there's going to be someone out there who's going to find a way to use it for really bad things. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's the thing. People are already really sophisticated with these scams. I mean, how often have you heard stories or even have people in your family who've gotten calls from someone? It's like, oh, my bank called me and they said they just needed to confirm my password. And, you know, or, uh, you know, hey, they said I need to just read them out the last digits of my credit card number. Like, there's already people out there who are scamming you without the use of this technology. And it's just going to make them more sophisticated. Mm -hmm. I think it makes makes it really important that we all are aware that these scams are out there and we have to be on guard. We have to be basically, it's, it's, it's really sad thing to say, but you have to just question every call, every message, every email yeah. you get and really look at it to make sure, is this from a valid source? Um, oftentimes I recommend people, if you get a phone call and you're uncertain about it, if you happen to pick it up, tell the person, if they, they say you're your, they're your bank, say, all right, I'm going to call you back. I'm not comfortable right now. And every time I've done this personally, they never give me any type of pushback. They're never like, oh, no, 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 stay on the phone with me. They'll say, well, we understand. Just give us a call back. And you can call from the number on the back of your uh -huh. card, from one of your bank statements. And then you can confirm that, yes, I am actually reaching out to my bank versus someone trying to trick me and call me directly. Strange times we live in, Chris. Strange times. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a nerd and I'm always looking at random tech stuff, I feel like, okay, yeah, I feel familiar with this AI stuff, including things like ChatGPT, but that could just be me, just because <laughs> I'm always just looking this stuff up. So I want to know, for you out there who maybe don't care about this stuff as much as I do, I'm interested to know, are you familiar with any of these AI tools? Have you tried out ChatGPT? Would you trust something like that, giving you some help managing your personal finances. I would love to know the answer to that. You can let me know over on Instagram or TikTok to send me a DM. Just look for Popcorn Finance Podcast on Instagram or Popcorn Finance over on TikTok. Or you can send me a regular old email to questions at popcornfinance.com. And I want to say one more thing before I end the episode. 
I just appreciate all of you for sticking with me and continuing to listen to the podcast. This marks the beginning of year six for Popcorn Finance. I started the show back in the summer of 2017 and really had no idea what I was doing. I mean, to be honest, sometimes I really still don't know (laughs) what it is that I'm doing, but I had no idea that the podcast would be running for this long and that people would continue to listen to what I do here. And I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate all of you for coming back week after week, supporting what I do. It really means a lot that you continue to listen to the work I put out here. So I'm always very appreciative and grateful if anything that I've ever said here on the podcast has helped you out in any way whatsoever. That's all I could ever hope for when I started this podcast. So thank you all so much. Really appreciate the support. And here's to another year of Popcorn Finance. So as always, I appreciate you joining me here for yet another year of Popcorn Finance. Hope you have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll talk to you all soon. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.